Now, today we're going to go through the methodology used by many active assailants to carry out their deadly attacks called the violent attack cycle. Let's dive in. Now, the violent attack cycle starts with the manifestation of an idea long before they walk into your house of worship. They're thinking about what it is they might do. They start to get that mindset. Is it mental illness? Is it an ideology? Depends on case by case, but they will manifest the idea as to what they want to do. The next thing they're going to do is they're going to mark their target. This person, this location is the target of my hurt and my pain. But they're going to come to that location, conduct surveillance against us. They're going to go away and plan their attack. They're going to practice their plan. They're going to rehearse. There's always an element of rehearsal and they're going to carry out their deadly plan. So let's dive into each one of these one by one. Now, the idea, the manifestation in 2016, Kyle Odom, who had a master's degree, was considering a PhD, had profound mental illness. And he saw Pastor Tim Remington from the Altar Church give a prayer at the presidential campaign, I believe it was for Ted Cruz in 2016. He manifested the idea that Tim Remington was a Martian and he needed to kill him. That's when he started to have these thought processes. He, he later has been treated for mental illness, but at the time that was a manifestation of his idea. And then Odom marked not only the old church, but Tim Remington as his target. He went from the manifestation to this is what I'm going to do. I need to kill that person because he's a Martian and he's the cause of my hurt and my pain. Manifestation marking. Now, next is surveillance. And this is something that we do see at our house of worship. This is one of our intervention points. This is one of our disruption points. To conduct surveillance against us, this person needs to come to our house of worship. Now, you might be saying, Simon, well, what do some of those behaviours look like? Well, it's things like asking unusual questions. Where does your pastor live? What time do I get here? How many cameras do you have? How many people on your church safety team? And you might have a dry smile to yourself and say Simon well those are obvious but here's what I would say to that is the violent attack cycle what I'm going to take you through these are real life cases that form this um, cycle if you like that these criminals go through they will ask these unusual questions do you think they're unusual at the time maybe not in hindsight they definitely seem unusual but keep an open mind as to style of questions someone's asking at the surveillance stage, we see people taking pictures or recording of locations, holding their phone like they might be recording. Again, could that be innocent? Could you be in a historic downtown church with fine architecture or, or really great statues and things for people to look at? Yes, you could. But these behaviours, these behaviours are also commonly associated with a violent attack cycle at surveillance. What is their intent behind taking those pictures? Now, at the surveillance stage, you'll also see maybe people lingering around at your location for an extended period of time, constantly walking in and out of your church or consistently visiting your church over a series of days. Um, can, again, be people visiting, but there are also behaviours found in the violence attack cycle. And then you might see people making notes or drawing of your building, attempting to conceal their identity, wearing disguises or avoiding cameras, are these natural behaviours or, again, are these people consistent with the violent attack cycle conducting surveillance against us? Now, we had the manifestation of an idea. We had the marking. We had the surveillance. 
now we go into the planning stage and we don't see the planning. If we take the Charleston mass murderer, Dylan Roof, killed nine people during a weeknight Bible study in 2015. We don't see his planning, but he went away. He didn't own a firearm. He went and planned and got a firearm. If we take a more recent incident at the Presbyterian Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee, where a female walked in and killed six people, we understand that she had purchased her firearm only three weeks before that deadly attack. We don't see that planning, but these assailants go away and they meticulously plan what it is that they're going to do. Now, the next stage we do see, which is the rehearsal. This, again, is one of our intervention points, our disruption points, our opportunity to detect that motivated offender and disrupt their plans. So what do these behaviours look like? Rehearsal, then. These are people being found trying to get into restricted or private areas, gaining access to different parts of your building, leaving items unattended, uh, sort of abandoning items. They could be um, leaving items in a way that there's deceit involved. So these are behaviours associated with rehearsal. They help us understand the person could be coming with harmful intentions if they're trying to hide items, they're trying to leave packages unattended to work out how do you respond, what does your team do? There's an element of rehearsal to these cases. Now you might be asking Simon, well what is the difference then between an assailant coming to rehearse their plan as opposed to someone who is going to execute their plan and there is no difference, only the outcome. The outcome is the bang, the outcome is right to the bang, the outcome is an adverse event happening in our church. So there is no difference between the rehearsal and execution other than the outcome. So let's recap the violence attack cycle. So it starts with the manifestation of their idea and it moves to the marking. This person, this location is the cause of my hurt and my pain. This is where my attack is going to take place. They then need to go away and plan their attack. I gave you a couple of examples of Dylan Roof, the Charleston mass murderer, the recent incident at the Presbyterian Church in Nashville. They didn't own firearms. They went away and planned them their attack. They'll plan their attack meticulously. Then they then come back and they'll carry out a form of rehearsal against us. We went through some of those behaviours and then they'll carry out their plan at the execution stage. Now, so to remember, the intervention points for us are found in the surveillance and the rehearsal. We went through some of those behaviours. It's really important you understand the surveillance and rehearsal. There are intervention points. Now, I want to just remind you that in a church setting, those behaviours could be people that need our help, that we can lead closer to Christ. And the way that we can identify those is to ask questions in what I call conversational interviewing. So before I leave you, I really want to tell you about our threat detection course that we have. Now in this course, there's over three hours of teaching that covers risk assessment, how to identify suspicious behaviour, how to identify those that could be carrying out surveillance against us, and it gives you many, many tips and tools as to how to conduct a conversational interviewing to find a person's intent. If you're interested in that three hour course, I will drop a link below. I would love to see you on the inside. But for now, you stay safe. You have a blessed day and I'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.